Hello and welcome to the Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. Ballad Cato, Brett Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. publisher of the Daily Sentinel, looked up as Michael Axford entered his office. Well, Axford, how did you make out at Norman Maywood's office? Did he see you? Reed, they'll have to go a long ways to get anything on Maywood to my way of thinking. People's feet. Never mind your feet. Tell me what Maywood had to say. The investigation by the Internal Revenue seems to have left him in the clear. But that it did. But without the big deals that guy's been pulling off, I still think he's put one over on him somehow. You're not the only one who thinks so, Axford. You're right about that, Reed. The clearing's got ideas about Maywood, too. Yes? I know it for a fact. Do you happen to know a guy by the name of Larry Stacy? Uh, the name's familiar. Stacy was a reporter for the clearing. A good one, too. I understood about three weeks ago he quit and left town. Well, what's that got to do with Maywood? I want to know what you found Hold out... Hold your horses, Reed. I ain't coming to that. You see, I went to Maywood's office to get an interview. When I got there, I had to talk first to a girl who was sitting in the outer office. I'm sure Mr. Maywood won't see you. But if you care to, you may speak to his confidential secretary, Mr. Stacy Lawrence. Okay. Then let me talk to Mr. Lawrence. Go right through that door over there, sir. Sure, thanks. Uh, the girl out there told... Suffering snakes, Larry Stacy. What are you doing in here? The name is Stacy Lawrence, and I'm confidential secretary to Mr. Norman Maywood. Say, now I don't get it. <laughs> Sit down, Mike, and take a load off those big, flat feet of yours. <laughs> what, what is this, anyhow? Sure, it must be some kind of a gag or something. Nope, no gag. I'm out for the same thing you are. Only little Larry Stacy uses his brains to get a story. For the past three weeks, I've been Maywood's right hand man. <laughs> What made you think you could be a secretary after being a newspaper reporter? Uh, what's that about being a newspaper reporter, Mr. Lawrence? Oh, oh, Mr. Maywood, this is Mr. Axford, a reporter from the Daily Sentinel. I was just telling him that it wouldn't be possible for you to see him. Quite right, quite right, Mr. Lawrence. Get rid of him and then come into my office. Yes, sir, I'll be in shortly. Mr. Axford is just leaving. Good, good. Hey, what do you mean by saying I'm leaving? <laughs> well, you better run along, Mike. Mr. Maywood just doesn't like reporters. Oh, is that so now? Well, maybe if I was to tell Maywood that you oh, knew no, no. to be... take it easy, Mike. Look, I talked myself into this job temporarily, and with a few recommendations, the boss got for me, see? Yeah, but, but I... Wait a minute. I stand a good chance of getting a lot of dope on Maywood in a job like this, and I don't want you to spoil it for me. Huh. 
Why should I stand by and let you get a beat for the clarion? If there is anything wrong about Maywood, it's every man for himself, says I. Sure, and I'm sure, but listen. If I do find out anything, I'll let you in on the door. And the Sentinel will have it as well as the clarion. Get it? Well, I ain't one to stand by and see the Daily Sentinel scoop by the clarion. Oh, stop being a dope. I'll get in touch with you before I give the story to my paper, see? Then we can both get the story in at the same time. It's our big chance to get the goods on Maywood if he is holding out in the Treasury Department. T-Man. Well, what do you say, Mike? Well, okay, Larry. But if you double-cross me, so help me, I'll Oh, can... now, Mike, you know me better than that. Haven't I always been a good pal when it came to sharing a story? Haven't I? Well, it seems to me I can remember when you pulled a fast one on me and you uh, did There me... you go. Acting like a big heel over something that's past and gone. Why, we ace reporters have to work together these days, Mike. Times have changed. The world is All right, me. all right. You needn't go making a speech about it. I'll keep me mouth shut on condition that you let me in on the dope you uncover about Maywood. Sure, Mike, sure. You can count on your old pal Larry Stacy. Uh, now, uh, you run along. I have to go in and talk to the boss. I'll get in touch with you just as soon as I learn something. <laughs> oh, we newspaper men have to work together these days, Mike. I didn't get an interview with Maywood. I did get to make a deal with Stacy. Well, Harry Stacy must be smart. I hope he keeps his promise about getting in touch with you. Do you really expect him to? Oh, sure. Him and me are pals now, Reed. Maybe so. But don't sit by and wait for Stacy to break the case, Axford. Go over and talk to the ex-Mrs. Maywood, Norman Maywood's divorced wife. She lives at the Big Crest Apartments. Uh, sure, I'll do that. But I don't see what she can tell us that she hasn't already said, Reed. She's the one who sick the Internal Revenue men on Maywood in the first place. I know. But she might say something that she hasn't said before. Interview her anyway. Okay, if you say so, Reed. I'll go right on over there now. Keep me posted, Axford. That I will, Reed. So long. <laughs> A short time later, Axford was talking to Mrs. Maywood in the living room of her apartment. I came over, ma'am, to find out what you think of the outcome of the investigation you had started against Mr. Maywood. I see. Well, several weeks ago, I stated that I believe my former husband was holding out war profit funds to evade tax payments. Frankly, in spite of the fact that his books and accounts seem to cover otherwise, I still think as I did before. Sure, but, but you haven't any proof. And just thinking don't mean anything, Mrs. Maywood. Perhaps not, but Norman Maywood is a very smart man. Mama, Nurse says I can't take Candy with me to the park, and I want to. Peggy, how many times must I tell you not to come in here when Mother's talking to someone? Hey, now, little girl, that's sure a great big teddy bear you got in your arms. Almost as big as yourself, that it is. This isn't a teddy bear, mister. It's a panda. Oh. Oh, so that's what it is, isn't it? Uh-huh. My daddy sent it to me. Could I take Candy with me, Mama? Can I? Say, may I, darling? Well, may I, then? Yes, yes, take it with you, child. Now run along, Mother's busy. I'll tell Nurse you said I can take Penny with me. Goodbye, mister. <laughs> Goodbye, little girl. <laughs> sure, now she's a pretty little thing. And cute, too, <laughs> lugging that great big panda thing in her arms like that. <laughs> can't get it away from her. It's the first toy Norman Maywood sent her since our divorce. Sent it to her about a month ago, right out of a clear blue sky. Is that so? Yes. I've been puzzled ever since, wondering whatever put the idea into his head. Never seemed to have much affection for little Peggy. Sure, now, and that's too bad. 
Such a nice little thing she is, too. Well, money is all he thinks about. And I'll never stop believing that he has plenty of that hidden away somewhere. Well, I'm afraid there's nothing more I can say, Mr. Axford. I really must bring this interview to a close. I have another appointment. Oh, sure, sure. Well, thank you, ma'am. It was nice of you to see me. And I'll be getting back to the Sentinel now. Thanks again. Not at all. Good afternoon, Mr. Axford. Later that afternoon, Larry Stacy received a phone call from Axford. Look, Axford, don't call me here at Maywood's offices. You'll spoil all my plans. Now, was that any way to talk to a pal I'd like to know? I just can't ask you. I know, any... I know. Have I found out anything yet? Listen, Mike, you were here only a few hours ago, and I told you then that I... Okay, Sherlock. If you don't want to cooperate, then maybe I won't tell you a thing or two I might have found out this afternoon. <laughs> oh, don't hand me that, Mike. You've probably been warming a chair in the press room at cops' headquarters. I will tell you this much, though. I went with Maywood to the bank a while ago. There isn't a thing in his safe deposit box except some papers. He's got some jack stored away in his office safe, haven't Larry? No, no, go. I've got to look in there, too. He's low on dough right now, and he'll have to reach for some from somewhere pretty quick. That's about time he was showing his hand. Why don't you meet me at Poplar Joint for a cup of coffee, and we'll compare notes, Larry? <laughs> Okay, if it'll make you feel better. I'll see you there at five. The old man's already left. All right. I'd be waiting. So long. Bye. Very interesting, Mr. Lawrence. Hey, what the... Or should I say, Mr. Larry Stacy of the Clarion. Oh. Oh, Mr. Maywood, uh, you, you startled me for a moment. You, you see, Here's I... the explanation, Stacy. This is one of my uh, <clears throat> investigators. Joe, meet the man you've been investigating for me. Larry Stacy. Hi, wise guy. Hey, what is this? <laughs> you must have thought I was quite gullible, Stacy, to take you on as confidential secretary without knowing everything about you. I've enjoyed watching you snoop. Well, you know who I am. So what? So it's time to do something about it. Joe, you'll take him with you. You know what? Yeah, now, look, Maywood. If you think for one minute this mug can pull anything and get away with it, you're crazy. Clarion knows where I am and why. Clarion will have a story tomorrow about a confidential secretary who disappeared from here with company funds. <laughs> or maybe I'd better give the story to the Daily Sentinel. Well, you hold it, Newshound. Oh. Handy with a gun, eh, Mug? Plenty handy, as you'll find out later. Take him with you, Joe. I'm not going any place with that girl. Uh, why, you, Joe? This will settle him. Oh. You won't give me any more trouble for a while, boss. Mm. Good. Get him out of here by the back way. Tomorrow I'll phone the police and report that my secretary, Stacy Lawrence, has disappeared with a large sum of the company money. That'll take care of Larry Stacy in the clarion. Early the following afternoon, Britt Reed was busy in his office going over the mail with his secretary, Lenore Cates. You can answer this one, Miss Case. Explain why I can't keep the date. All right, Mr. Reed. Axford <laughs> was raving last night because some friend of his stood him up on a date. Somebody named Stacy. Stacy's a clarion reporter. I warned Axford not to count on friendship to get a story. Stacy will scoop the settlement if it's possible. Reed! I just come from Cops headquarters. Something's happened. Oh, calm yourself, Axford, before you break a blood vessel. Casey, there's plenty to get excited about. That there is. What's happened? Well, no, I'll tell you, Reed. This morning, I was down at Cops headquarters. I was talking to Sarge when the phone rang. 
Police headquarters. Sergeant Burke speaking. Who? Mr. Norman Maywood, you say? Maywood, is it? What's he got in you? Shut up, Axford. Sorry, Mr. Maywood. Now, what were you saying? He went off with a lot of company money, eh? What's his name? I see. I'll have someone come right over. Goodbye. What you want, Sarge? None of your business, Axford. I gotta see the inspector right away. Well, hold on a minute, Sarge. I got a reason for asking what that guy was calling for. Cross me heart. If you'll only tell me... reason? Maywood's the guy the Internal Revenue men were investigating on a tip-off that he was evading tax payments on a lot of dough. Don't be a nitwit. Do you think I'm on the force and don't know these things? But look, Sarge. We think Maywood's hid a lot of dough away, see? Supposed to have it tax-free. You know how the racket he got his fingers in and all. Tell me what okay, he said. Okay, okay, I'll tell you. Maywood says his confidential secretary, a guy by the name of Stacy Lawrence, beat it with a lot of company dough and he... Hey, where are you going? Something snakes. I've got to tell Reed about that right away. See you later. Axford, come back here and tell me what you know. Of all the ungrateful lugs I ever met, you're the worst. Rushed right out and came over to tell you about it, Reed. So what? Hold on, Miss Case. Axford, do you mean What that... I mean is that the guy, Stacy Lawrence, that Maywood reported missing is Larry Stacy, the clearing reporter who was trying to get evidence against Maywood. After Axford brought the news of Larry Stacy's disappearance, Britt Reed questioned him carefully. Axford told about his visit to Mrs. Maywood's apartment. Dusk had fallen when Britt left the office and went to his apartment where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, was waiting. The two men discussed the events leading up to Stacy's disappearance. If internal revenue men investigate Maywood, would they think he'd cheat government, perhaps? Yes, Cato. Maywood's known to have his fingers in a lot of questionable ventures. His tax return was so low, they decided he was hoarding excess profits. But the inspections show everything in order, no doubt. Yes. But do you not think that? No. I agree with Axford that there's something fishy about the whole thing. Maywood's accusation of Stacy, for instance. If only there's some way to prove Maywood hid away a large sum of money from T-Men. Maybe there is a way to make Maywood show his hand. Will you think of plan, Mr. Britt? Oh, nothing definite. But there's one thing I'd like to do, Cato. What's that? I'd like to pay a visit to the ex-Mrs. Maywood's apartment and have a look around. Does that not be difficult for Green Hornet? Right. But first we'll pay a visit to a toy shop, Cato. Toy shop? Yes. Will Green Hornet get into a toy shop and steal something, perhaps? <laughs> not exactly steal, Cato. The money will be left on the counter. What do you get from shop? A large dog will do. A doll? Yes. And then the Green Hornet will pay a visit to Mrs. Maywood's apartment. Will you go now? Yes. The sooner the better. Let's get going. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. So supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. 
a section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. Stopping in the rear of a darkened toy shop, Britt Reed left Cato and the Black Beauty and disappeared into the shadows. In a short time, he reappeared and entered the car. You get doll, Mr. Britt? Yes, Cato. Nice big one, too. Now I won't feel bad about taking a panda from a little girl. What do you expect to do with a panda? If things work out, Cato, it should be the means of bringing Maywood to court. Step on it. Drive to the Big Cust Apartments. safe here in the dark alley. How do you expect to get to little girl? I questioned Axford enough so as to get a general idea where the nursery is located. The apartment's on the first floor, so he shouldn't have much trouble. You come with me. Moving silently to the side of the building, the two men moved along under the windows of the Maywood apartment until they reached those that were unlighted. The girl's in bed by this time. I'm reasonably sure she's in the room just above us. You wait here while I go through the window. Yes, sir. With almost effortless movements, Britt Reed pulled himself up, and with the aid of a long, thin steel instrument, soon disengaged the window catch. Then he raised the window and pulled himself over the sill. Here, flashlight. Also, dog. Right. The little girl's a bed across the room from me. And she has the panda beside her. Wait there. Now, if I can get her arm away from there. Who are you? Why are you here? Be very quiet. I'll tell you. I'll light the lamp beside your bed. There. What's your name? Exactly. Look here, Peggy. See what I brought? Oh, what a pretty doll. May I have it? I'll give it to you if you let me have that panda. I don't want to give panda to you. Did, did Mama say you could come here? No. I came just to see you, Peggy. Why do you have that black thing in your face? And why is that bug on it? I'm just playing a game with you, Peggy. You're not afraid, are you? Should I be? No, of course not. Here, take the doll. But I don't want you to take Penny away. I... Is this real hair? Yes. She's yours to keep. May I look at the panda now? Well, all right. Here. Yeah, just as I thought. I'll bet the... What are you saying? Listen, Peggy. Let me take Pandy for a nice long ride. And tomorrow, we'll get him back. How about it? All right. You're funny, mister. I'm going now. But remember, this is a game. Now, there's something you must do. 
when I leave through the window, I want you to call for your mother real loud. Tell her the Green Hornet was here. Will you do that? Uh-huh. What's the Green Hornet, mister? You ask your mother. She'll tell you. Now, don't forget. Call your mother and tell her what I told you. That the Green Hornet was here and took your panda. All right. Goodbye, now. I'm leaving. Goodbye, mister. beauty and fast. A short time later, Britt Reed and Cato sat in the Black Beauty just outside the stately residence of Norman Maywood. Soon they saw the headlights of a car coming down the driveway from the house. You see lights? Car coming out now, Mr. Britt. That's sure to be Maywood, Cato. What made you think he'd drive to place where reporter is? I figured he'd hear the broadcast on the radio or get a phone call about the Hornet taking the panda from his daughter. He'd go out to contact the reporter to find out if he had arranged for the Hornet to steal the toy. There he comes. This is it, Cato. Now we'll follow Maywood and see where he leads us. Let's go. up figure of Larry Stacy as he lay on a cot in the back room of an old farmhouse. Stacy, I want to know just what sort of a deal you made with the Green Hornet. Where was he supposed to meet you with that panda? I don't know what you're talking about, big boy, so cut out the shouting. Want me to work on him, boss? I'll get the information from him, Joe. I've got to get that panda back. What's all this panda business anyway? As if you didn't know. I don't know how you found out about it. But I do know you made a deal with the Hornet to steal it from my little daughter. Uh, you bore me, loudmouth. Go away and let me rest in peace, will you? You rest in peace when Joe gets through with you. Now, if you want to make it easy for yourself, you'll tell me where to contact that crook you paid to get that toy panda. Okay. Maybe I will tell you that. Do I get out of here if I do? Well, yes. Yes, of course. Now, where was he to meet you and deliver the panda? Right in back of the Clarion building. Ten o'clock tonight. Okay, now untie me. <laughs> Thanks for the information. Ah, uh, Joe, you know what to do with them. Sure. First, I suck them like this. Oh! Then I take my rod and don't move, Slugger. The Green Hornet. Hey, what the? Well, you brought the pen there. Now we can make a deal. I'll pay double whatever Stacy offered you, Hornet. No deal, sucker. You can take this. No, no. Hey, no, I'll take the gas gun. Hey, look out for the gorilla's gun. Shut up, you or I'll... No, you won't. Hey, he almost flipped me. Slap down, Hornet. And how? No. Two down. Hey. Oh, now, 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 look, Hornet, there. After all, I'm, I'm tied up, see? I, I, I can give you a nice write-up on the clarion, too. I'm a reporter. A reporter, and... eh? Don't like him. You can have a bit of this, too. Oh, don't be a heel. Let me go. Why you grab reporter? Reporters are keen-eyed. Couldn't take any chances. Not look into this. What you ripped back of toy panda for? Look here. So, that's why you go for panda? Yes. I'll leave this here with a little note. Did you phone the police? Yes, sir. From nearby gas station. They be coming. We hurry. Yes, we... Let they come now. Let's go on fast. 
what it says. This belongs to Maywood. Look in the opening in the back. Yeah. It's ripped open in the back. Glory be, look here. Suffering snakes. Thousand dollar bills. Sure. Maywood hit him in this stuffed panda, then sent it to his kid. The internal revenue man will be glad to hear oh. about this. Uh, look, there's Larry Stacy. Oh. Where'd he go? Both of them's right here, Larry. Sorry to take care of him. Oh, I mean, the, the, the green hornet's a dope. So he was here, too? Sure he was. Ain't that a hornet seal on that note in it, Wit? Sure, so it is. Hey, I got to get to a phone right away. Hey, wait. Axe for it, you double-crossing two-time and eight. Just because I'm all Don't tied worry, up... Don't worry, Larry. I'd call the clearing for you right after I called the sentinel. Come on. <laughs> well, of all the... And after I promised him, I'd share the news with him if I got it first. Now he goes to scoop me. <laughs> no, no. Now tell the truth, Larry. Would you give an expert a chance if you had gotten it first? Well, I... Uh... <laughs> ah, you win, Sarge. Friendship ends when it comes to getting in the news first. Oh, well, I can write a feature article on my personal meeting with the Green Hornet. And I'm not kidding. There's one guy who's really got what it takes. And how? Characters, names, places, and incidents used in this drama are purely fictitious. 